You are listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number 37. Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Ajel Wade. Hey Hey there, there, toy toy people. people. Ajel Wade here, and welcome back to another episode of Making It in the Toy Industry. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by thetoycoach.com. Today is a very special day because I decided to do something a little bit different this week, and I actually went off of my planned episode schedule to record a very special episode with my loving boyfriend, Christian Castro, who also works in the toy industry. Welcome to the show, Christian. Hey, thank you for having me. only took you 37 episodes. Wow. Wow. You're <laughs> just blowing up Glad my spot. Blowing up my spot. Well, Christian actually has no idea why he's on the show today, and I didn't really give him much of a heads up, but mm. I actually, I wanted to talk about what it feels like to be the significant other of somebody starting their own business. Hmm. It's an interesting topic. Okay, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I know. You, I know you weren't expecting that, and you know, the reason I want to talk about this is because you know it's been really hard to be the toy coach and do all the things I'm doing, and it's been really great to have you as my support during all of that and doing all of that. And I don't know. I just feel like you deserve a platform, and and I feel like other. Uh, women or even men listening to my podcast that are starting small businesses on the side, maybe side hustles, or maybe they're starting full-time entrepreneurial ventures. You know, they have significant others or spouses that might be going through some of the things that you are going through. And I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Let's do it. I'll talk. I have no idea what to say, but if you ask questions, (laughs) I will give you answers. Okay. All right. Let's see. So, Tell me this, Christian Castro. Tell me, how did you feel the moment that I said, I'm going to go off on my own and I think I'm going to start a business? I will say that I was not surprised. You've always (laughs) had an entrepreneurial mindset, an entrepreneurial background with your mom being a a business owner in her own right. Mm -hmm. So I I always felt it was only a matter of time until you went off on your own and pursued your dream of being your own boss. I guess it was just a matter of when and what exactly you were going to pursue. Yeah, I mean, I do have to say, you weren't weren't really scared at all, were you? No, not at all, because I I feel like you always find success in everything you do. So if I can help and support in any way, if anything, I'm just going to increase that success. Yeah, what's really interesting is, you know, there wasn't really much of a plan I feel like still not. <laughs> there's still not a plan. It's more like taking opportunities as they come and just seeing where they go and, and following, you know, my gut and my heart and my, and you know, my talents. And it, it, I don't know. I just, sometimes I have a hard time believing in myself. So it's amazing to me that you can be so, um, like so sure. So what, what, what were some of the things that made you so sure? Well, I feel like a lot of people, especially those in the creative field, they tend to either have this go-to attitude, confidence, like go-getter mindset, 
but not necessarily the experience or the skill set or the resources. Mm -hmm. And some people are the opposite. They have like the talent, the skills, the education, but they don't have the attitude, the the positive optimism that you, you kind of need to really get going in when it comes to starting your own business. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you definitely had a combination of both, but you definitely for the first and foremost had the experience and the skill set and the knowledge to talk about everything it is you're talking about right now. Uh, the only thing lacking was a, a bit of a push, the motivation, the encouragement that I, as the supportive boyfriend, could provide. <laughs> so why not provide that for you? And then you would be the complete package. No, I wasn't the complete package already. You were close. You were just <laughs> missing that secret ingredient. Like I say, you just that needed a little push. Yeah. Yes, the confidence. I wonder, like, what what advice would you give to other spouses or significant others that are finding their their partners want to take on either a side hustle that might take away a lot of time from from them and from their relationship, or want to just step away from their jobs full time and, and start a new business? Like, what advice would you give? I would say, know when to. Be there for them and know when to just get out of the way and let them do what they need to do. <laughs> like For the most part, you have been on autopilot since you started this. You know exactly what to do and how to do it. And when you don't, you're usually pretty good at asking for help. And I'm more than willing to offer my help. Um, besides that, I will also say that even the most confident, skilled, knowledgeable person We'll need some encouragement from time to time. We'll need a reminder of how much they know. Everyone I've ever met in this industry and probably every industry goes through imposter syndrome. So that you, yourself included, I'm sure yeah, I, you've gone through that. I know you've gone through that. <laughs> Just, I'm alerting our listeners. Or right. Your listeners. Yeah. There are listeners now. I'm here. It's my episode. <laughs> our listeners yeah. don't know that about, about Ajelle Wade, but mm. she herself has had... And probably still has from time to time oh, imposter yeah. syndrome. For sure. I mean, I, I've, you know, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, you don't know all of the answers and nobody knows all the answers and, and you know that and everybody knows that, but then you, you get, you get a platform or you build a platform for yourself and you start to feel like you have to have all of the answers and you start to feel um, guilty if you don't have yeah. an answer. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely the moments when I felt imposter syndrome and you were always just like reminding me of what all the things I do know. And it'd be really funny because I'd be like, well, I don't know what to do. And, and he'd just be like, but don't you know this? Haven't you done that? And I'd be like, well, yeah. And then <laughs> be like, well, what about this project you did last year? Didn't you just exactly. like do that? Yeah. Or And I'd be like, yeah, but what is that? That has nothing to do. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess, you know, when you go through it like that and you start to list all of my accomplishments and skills and experiences, yeah, okay, I guess it's a thing. But yeah, I mean, you get so <laughs> immersed in what you're doing that you sometimes forget to take a step back and really review everything you've done and actually analyze and like reflect upon everything you've already accomplished thus far. Yeah. Like in your case, just in the few months that you've been doing this, right? like the fact that you have literally never missed a week for your weekly podcast. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them take breaks. I'm not, gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not taking breaks. A lot of people don't know this, but Ajelle is a team of one person. Right. So <laughs> I have a VA. She, she has some yeah, some freelancers on the side, but the toy yeah. coach is full-time, just one employee. And that, right. That is a show yeah. way. So yeah. especially in the beginning, she was writing, recording, and editing 
every single one of her episodes long before. <laughs> uh, well, you were ghostwriting at one point. I was ghostwriting for a beginning, yes. I would <laughs> beginning. try to write those email intros yeah, and the email blast or the conclusions. And the conclusions yeah, of some I, of the I few know, episodes. I'm really good at starting things. I yeah. can start a business. I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. like, my struggle is finishing them. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's when the supportive partner comes into play and just right. helps them finish off. Yeah. I, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about money. Oof, okay. Right. Like, and I mean, not just money, but also like what money means because, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I took a huge, I made a huge decision to step away from a, a large position at a company that had worked for and uh, worked and like it worked to, to get up to that level and to make a certain amount of money and to leave that. Did that scare you? Because that might mean your plans that you might have, you know, with me are delayed now. So how did you feel about that decision, <laughs> that part of the decision? Yeah, well, again, maybe I just have so much confidence in you that I figured it was only a matter of time till you were matching what you made at your previous job and then surpassing it. And, and maybe that's just like blissful ignorance or maybe it's just like genuine belief that you were and are going to succeed mm-hmm. at what you're doing right mm-hmm. now. Uh, and on top of that, I've always been the type of person that, not to sound cliche, but I know money does not buy happiness. And that being said, I know you were accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle. <laughs> I that, am not that yeah. fancy. <laughs> She's I'm Michelle like, is, is a very fancy person oh, for those who fancy. don't know her personally. I do my own hair. She does her own hair, but everything else <laughs> she has, she has expectations right. and standards, which is not a bad thing by any means you, sh- you know your worth and that's mm. important but for me i find that i had humble beginnings so i, <laughs> I just put it in, in those terms but for me i understand that you don't need a lot to be happy and on top of that i know that most small businesses do not make profit their first year out mm-hmm. um, they don't even break even their first year out right so you kind of have to take a step backwards before taking three or four steps forward. So I just viewed the next few months as you taking that step backwards in order to regroup and then launch yourself forward. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there are probably listeners out there that are thinking like, there is no way my partner would support that. <laughs> there is <laughs> no not. way. And like, what, like, I don't know. I almost, I'm thinking what advice or what, what there had to have been something that I showed you or displayed to you that gave you this confidence. And I want to get to what the root of that is, because maybe that's something that other people can show or display to their spouses to gain their confidence for them to like, you know, go off on an entrepreneurial dream or invest some of their savings into building a toy business. Well, I I think it's similar to what you have spoken about in some of your other episodes of like what is a good product? What makes your product unique? How do you research market trends and know your competition and figure out what problem is your product actually trying to solve? And in this case, or at least when this started off, your product was your podcast, your knowledge, your persona, selling yourself as a brand in order to educate up and coming inventors and entrepreneurs. So for me, I knew because I too work in the toy and game industry, I knew that there is a problem in the sense that the industry is very closed. It's very close knit. 
Um, there's a lot of people trying to break into it who don't know how. And us who have been in the industry for as long as we have kind of forget what that's like because we're so like immersed in this bubble that is the toy industry where everyone kind of knows everyone and you don't know anyone not in the industry. And so it becomes almost incestuous because the same people are being hired from the same companies and it's kind of like musical chairs of who's working where. Meanwhile, there's hundreds and thousands of people outside that bubble trying to break their way in. And I feel like that is a niche that needed to be filled and that was something you were addressing. And I thought like, if you don't solve this problem, somebody else will, yet I haven't seen anyone else successfully do it um, to the point where they become like the mainstream go-to person for people trying to break into the toy industry. So in that sense, I felt like it was a great idea that needed to be executed, which I'm sure a lot of partners would agree that their significant other also has a great idea. But I guess I'm biased in the sense that I was already in the industry. Mm. So I can confirm that your idea was something that needed to be done. It's something that the industry needed, that the the world needed. So it's almost like you had like proof of concept. Like yes. you're saying like with the toy idea, when you're starting a toy business, you want to research and make sure that like the market needs your concept and, and how much they're willing to pay for it. And you believed in this, not just because you believed I could do anything, but because you believed yeah. that it was a good idea. Yeah, that I mean, market- it, might, it might sound again like I'm biased because I work in the industry. So I had like insider information, but I don't think that's exclusive to me. I think the the message I'm trying to give is there's something that you might be trying to solve that your partner can be within the same target audience or someone who has a similar problem. You could be like a stay-at-home mom who is trying to struggle to teach her kids now that everyone's at home learning, and your partner can be your husband who's going through the same problem. Obviously, it's the same kids. He's also trying to teach his daughter who has a learning disability how to do math problems, and then the mother happens to come up with a great toy or game idea. And if your significant other agrees with you, and finds it an amazing idea and they use it successfully to help teach their kids, Mm -hmm. then that in itself, it's like you have a built-in focus group with your partner. So Mm -hmm. why is that not, why would that not be a valuable asset? Yeah. So I feel like I uh, was someone who agreed that what you're doing was something that needed to be done. And I Mm -hmm. think anyone listening can agree to that. If their partner agrees that what they're doing is something that needs to be done, then yes, I think that's something that the partner can attest to yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure i'm wondering what what do you think has been like the let's start with the bad so we can end with the good what <laughs> what do you think has been the worst part because we've we've been doing this all working from home because of covid like yes. you've been working from home i've been working from home yes. i was unemployed at home mm-hmm. and then i was doing this at home mm-hmm. i know you don't like to say unemployed because you're like no you started your own thing like yeah, whatever you're an entrepreneur yeah okay no, no i a, have to say this cuz i hate when you say you're unemployed <laughs> You start your own business. You're not unemployed. Okay. You're working for yourself. Right. You could open up a restaurant, and if okay. you have zero customers, right. it is still your job. It you still, still wake up every right. day and go to your restaurant. Mm-hmm. This is your restaurant. This is my restaurant. And that goes for any like <laughs> business owner listening to this. This is your job. Don't tell anyone you're unemployed. Okay. Yes. Um, what is What was the worst part of doing this with me in quarantine every day at home as I'm starting this uh, whole thing. I mean, I honestly don't have any issues with 
sharing a space with you while you're trying to start your business. Oh. I mean, I'll admit a one-bedroom apartment in New York City seems smaller when you're there 24 hours a day <laughs> with another person. And you're always showing up in the background of my Zoom meetings at work and vice versa. Um, but besides that, yeah, I think it's just we're very respectful of each other's space and time and our work. And you know that I have a job also that I need to do. And yeah. I'm respectful of your job and I treat your business venture as a job as I do yeah, my Yeah, I job. guess that's a great point to make. Like, respect the vis- the business venture. Like, he really does treat it like it's my job. And I don't know if that's just because he's so busy, like, doing his job during the day, so he doesn't bother me. So no, but Yeah, that is a, an important <laughs> thing to make note of. Like, you need to make sure you're treating it like a job when your partner wakes up and just walks to their computer, they're going to work. Right. Like, they're, don't bug them, don't text yeah. them, don't say, hey, let's yeah. run to the grocery store. Like, they're at work, just like you're at work, just like you would walk to the office or drive or take the subway to the office. They're doing their own thing. Their office just happens to be their apartment or wherever it is they're starting their their toy company. Right. And what, what would you say has been the best thing about working together while this has all been building? Uh, I just enjoy seeing you more. Like, <laughs> I like, mean, well, while the business has been building. Oh, okay, while the business, I, I think <laughs> not a relationship. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I love just staring at you, but yes, okay. while the business has been growing, I enjoy seeing like each step of the way how much you've grown mm-hmm. and how much your business has grown, how much your followers and your listeners and your podcast downloads, just watching the numbers go up, just. It's just kind of validation that all the work you're putting into it is for something and right. it's it's working. Right. Sim- simple as that. Everything you're doing is working and you need to keep doing it. And every time you succeed and you book another guest, someone you really wanted to have on your show, or you get another email or a message or a review of someone saying that what you're doing on your podcast it's is helping. helping. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I see that it puts a big smile on your face yeah. and it's genuine happiness yeah. because you're genuinely doing this to help people yeah yeah and you've helped me along the way i've been in the industry for (laughs) a few years now and and i still learn something every time yeah Yeah, around the same time as a (laughs) show i still learn something new in in every episode yeah oh really yeah you do Mm -hmm. yeah i make him listen to all my episodes and then he tells me all the mistakes and i freak (laughs) out and then i have to rush and try to fix them and i'm like no one heard that right like no one heard (laughs) The bad version. So <laughs> no, bad. They're, they're all good. All good versions. <laughs> no, they'll be like, I'll repeat the same word like three times and yeah. have to edit it out. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. But um, I've got questions. When oh, are you gonna, you've got questions? When are you going to interview me like formally and invite me to be? Yeah, on I'm going to have you on the show. Like, <laughs> I have a lot I could talk about. I'm okay. only one person. Okay. <laughs> I can barely plan for next week. Okay. I'm trying my best. Mm-hmm. All right. What would you want to come on the show and talk about? Oh, well, where do I begin? Wow, you got so many thoughts. Mm -hmm. Well, I I would definitely want to talk about something involving the games sector of the toy and game industry. I, for those of you who don't know, you, your intro just I know, covered I the fact that I'm your boyfriend. Oh, more I'm so, so sorry. I well, I said that you work in the industry. Yeah, okay. Christian well, works for What Do You Mean? I'm the design director at What Do You Mean. He's the design director at What Do You Mean? Yes. Yeah, so and I, la- last year, he won a Taggy Award uh, for Art and Visuals of the Year for New Phone Who Dis, right? Yes, It correct. was awesome. 
he brought home that trophy for what do you mean? Yes, and now it's in the background of your Instagram yeah. live. Yeah, it's in the background. <laughs> you'll see it if you're part of Toy Creators Academy. You'll see oh, it in, yes. in nice all the videos. Nice time for a plug. Yeah. yeah, please join Toy Creators Academy now. Listen, launching soon. This is my business. At the time of this recording, please, it's going to launch very soon. Please support black mm-hmm. businesses. Yes, that too. Support <laughs> black business owners with Latino boyfriends. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, what I was saying, I would, uh, yeah, double minority. <laughs> I would love to talk about games. Um, I did a panel discussion at the Nun Pub conference a mm-hmm. few weeks ago, where I was giving the five was it um, pitching techniques for inventors to pitch games. Yeah, I work as a design director, but from time to time, I also receive game pitches from different game inventors, mm-hmm. specifically for party games. So I have a lot of knowledge in that area. And yeah, I see a lot of great pitches and some not so good pitches. So I would love to talk about that in more detail. All right. I guess I'll have to have you back on the yeah. show. And of course, I, <laughs> I know a lot about design, product design, yeah. package design, and just fun play patterns for games. So yeah, I, I got some, some right, knowledge got some I can stories. drop. Yeah. You got some stories. You got I'm some sorry. stories. I just, you know, this week, because of the launch, is insane. Yes. This week, if you don't know and you're listening, it's the launch of... Toy Creators Academy, which is my new online digital course, and it's been a lot of work, and it's been a lot of pressure, and there's a lot going into this. So you have been such an incredible support. I just, you know, honestly, cathartically, I wanted to talk about this, but then at, the more I thought about it, um, the more I just felt like there might be other people since starting a toy business is so expensive and time consuming and difficult and confusing. If my listeners are entrepreneurs or even inventors, um, they would find value in understanding how a couple navigates one person not bringing in income uh, that they used to or maybe any income mm-hmm. while the other person kind of carries the weight. So I don't know. It meant a lot for for me for you to be here and have this discussion. And mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate your support. And I just want to let you know, toy people, like none of this would be possible without Christian support. Oh, that's not true. It's kind of true though. <laughs> like it's kind. <laughs> there have been many a night where I'm like, you know what? This is just not happening. Mm-hmm. And he is just like, yes, it is. We're gonna just finish. So. Um, I hope that you all have a just as supportive of a spouse as, or you know, we're not you just as supportive a as a part of a partner as I do. Uh, I don't want to get any angry phone calls <laughs> from your family. Like, what happened? You got married? What happened? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like I I hope that if you guys choose to start your own toy businesses that you can come to an understanding with your partner and, and find the support that you need. I would not do any kind of business like this without, without having my partner's support. I don't think it would be possible. It'd be really unhealthy. And yeah, that's, that's kind of what I wanted you on the show for today. Thank you. Yeah. I I will say to all the wives, husbands, boyfriend, girlfriends, partners of business owners, we can start our own club with a, (laughs) Shorter name than what I just said, but right. just, yeah, sometimes something as as small as sharing a Facebook post can can oh. make the biggest difference. Yeah, sometimes just asking someone you know who knows someone who knows someone mm-hmm. for like an intro call or a contact or information. Like, there's a lot of small things you can do that can help. Yeah, tremendously. Yeah, to your partner's success. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. You don't have to be an expert in the toy industry to help them. 
if they need a focus group, maybe your coworker has a 12 year old that、mm -hmm. can answer some questions via email, or maybe you just happen to see a, an Instagram video that might inspire an idea and you just forward it to、mm -hmm. your partner. Just like small little things make a big difference.、Yeah. So keep that in mind in case you, you are supportive, but you also feel helpless because you're not. Experienced in dolls or action figures or board games or whatever it is your your partner is trying to do, just know you can help in many different ways. Everyone has their own strength and advantage that they may not realize. So keep that in mind. That's a great point. I have now. Did you ever feel helpless、uh, during my process? Oh, during oh, oh yeah.、All、yeah. Like I said, it's <laughs> helplessness. It's it's sometimes helplessness is just a masked version of imposter syndrome. Like、yeah. you can help, but you don't know how. Yeah. Or you don't know that. You might already be helping. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And just by being there, you could be helping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Christian Castro. Glad、Castro. to finally be on it. It、yeah. was a surprise, but it was definitely. I didn't tell him anything, like no, at all. I thought we were doing a sound check. I was actually about to edit another episode,、uh. so <laughs> <laughs> we were not doing a sound check. This、mm. is probably my episode. So. Oh wow. Okay. I hope、quick. you like it. Yeah, nice. I didn't curse at all.、That's、no, okay. <laughs> you didn't have to bleep out <laughs> anything.、Great. Nice. Well, until next time, I'll see you later, toy people. Play the jingle. Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Ajel Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice. Hey. Are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more.